Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. We're talking about the Week 6 Waiver Wire next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT and 5. I'm Chris Towers, and I'm here to talk about the Week 6 Waiver Wire. But first, let's recap the last game of Week 5, where the Packers lost to the Raiders. Not really a great game. Not a great game for fantasy. Not a great game for the NFL. Not a great game for Jordan Love, who I I continue to not be terribly impressed with him. But I just I think the Packers are doing him absolutely no favors because it seems like every single drive starts off, especially when Aaron Jones is out with A.J. Dillon for three yards, A.J. Dillon for three yards, and then Jordan Love throws on, you know, hopefully a third and short, but more often than not a third and long, seemingly. He ended up with 182 yards on 31 attempts, three interceptions. There were opportunities for big plays here for sure. Christian Watson played a much bigger role in this offense and hit on one big play very close to a couple of others, including the interception at the end of the game in the end zone that, that wasn't really that close, but you can't really blame him for that one in the in that situation. They had to score, but it just it looks like he's chucking everything down the field. He's got a lot of like the bad version of Jameis Winston in him, and that might be good for Christian Watson. But they're going to have to hit on those more frequently to justify this approach. And I think they need to make things a little easier on him. And and one way that would certainly help is Aaron Jones coming back because he's a big part of their passing game, a big part of their running game. AJ Dillon got 20 carries, turned them into exactly 3.8 yards on every single carry. That's not technically true. He did have an 11-yard run, but it felt like every single every single run was just three or four yards, and that's kind of who he is at this point. So they really need Aaron Jones back. They could probably need get Romeo Dobbs, Dobbs more involved. He ran a bunch of routes, but caught just one pass on four targets. Disappointing game for him as well. Still feeling good about Christian Watson as like a high boomer bust wide receiver too. Romeo Dobbs needs to show a lot more with Watson playing a big role. On the other side, Josh Jacobs wasn't much better than A.J. Dillon, but he did have 19.9 PPR points in a game where he wasn't super efficient in the passing game, wasn't super efficient in the rushing game. Hey, we'll take that, and I still think a big breakout's coming. Devontae Adams played a lot, but... Was targeted just four times, coming off most of them coming on one drive in the second half. He admitted after the game, shoulder injury that he was playing through had limited him. So, not surprising there once we found that out. Still viewing him as a wide receiver one when he's 100%. But Jacoby Myers did a lot to pick up the slack seven catches, 75 yards, and a touchdown. He remains very fantasy viable in what is a really concentrated offense. You know, they, they talked on the broadcast about the Raiders wanting to get more, some of their other guys involved. Well, Michael Meyer and Austin Hooper, who they specifically talked about, had two catches each. So I, I think it's just Josh Jacobs, Jacoby Myers, and Devontae Adams in this offense. I don't think anybody else matters. Now let's look ahead to the week six waiver wire. I, I spoke to Jamie Eisenberg earlier. Well, texted. I don't want to don't want to make it sound like we were chatting on the phone. It was just a text message, but he sent me his top waiver wire options. You can read the full fantasy football 
article for the waiver wire column on cbssports.com slash fantasy on Tuesday morning. Make sure you listen to the full episode of fantasy football today on Tuesday to hear more about who we're talking about adding for week six. But this is a week where I don't necessarily think even compared to last week, I'm trying to add anyone for like a big budget or, or big fab breaking uh, ad because even like last week we had Drew McLaughlin who we were not sure if he was going to have a big role, ended up starting and playing a big role on Sunday, but he at least looks like a super talented player. I'm not sure we can say the same thing about Armari DiMercato for the Cardinals, who does seem to be at least potentially in line for a big role in week six. If Keontae Ingram's neck injury and James Connors knee injury are serious enough to keep him out. It's just, DiMercato, no experience as a lead back in college, was always a number two in his time at TCU, didn't get drafted. He's big enough, 215, ran like a 4540 uh, on his pro day. So, you know, there are some interesting physical tools there, but we don't have a track record to go on. So he'll be in the RB2 discussion if both Ingram and Connor are out this week, but probably doesn't have a ton of long-term potential. And then Deontay Foreman in a similar situation, we know he's going to have a role with Khalil Herbert dealing with a high ankle sprain probably for at least the next couple of weeks. We'll see Deontay Foreman involved after he was inactive the last few weeks. But, you know, how big that role is is likely going to depend on Roshan Johnson's health. He's coming back from a concussion. So we should have a fairly good idea if he'll be available for week six. If he is, Deontay Foreman will just be in the RB3 discussion where you're hoping he scores a touchdown. But I do think he'll probably be in line for double-digit carries with Khalil Herbert out. If Johnson's out, that probably pushes Deontay Foreman into like an RB2 range, you know, probably more in the low end, RB20 to RB24, but someone who absolutely could be worth starting. And then the other big options on waivers are relatively big options, I guess, rounding out the top five. KJ Osborne, wide receiver for the Vikings, Josh Reynolds, wide receiver for the Lions, and Josh Downs, wide receiver for the Colts. Reynolds and Osborne are kind of similar where, you know, I don't think they're going to have a ton of volume, even if Justin Jefferson's out in Osborne's case. You know, he played four games before this season with Adam Thielen inactive. Remember, Adam Thielen was on the Vikings. And Osborne averaged 11.4 PPR points in those four games, which is about what I would expect from him. But it was just 5.5 targets. He scored three touchdowns in those four games. If that's sustainable, that's great. But I think the 5.5 targets probably tell the better story. This is a guy who has had opportunities and just hasn't really earned targets at a very high rate. So my expectations for Osborne are probably boom or bust wide receiver three slash four. I think he's wide receiver 37 for me in week six. Reynolds is kind of the same thing. He's a big play guy. He's had a big role in the Lions offense, and Jared Goff clearly trusts him. He gets red zone targets as well. So I do think Reynolds is in that same wide receiver three, wide receiver four range moving forward. And Downs, I mean, with Gardner Minshew expected to play at least the next few games for the Colts, the volume is going to be there. Josh Downs has done a good job of earning targets out of the slot this year. So he's an interesting option in, in deeper PPR formats. But again, none of these guys look like you know, the guys you're going to break 50% of your fab budget out for. So don't, unless you're absolutely desperate, don't necessarily make any of these guys uh, a big acquisition for week six because, well, we might not have, you know, must-start guys in any of these spots. So that's going to do it for FFT and 5. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll see you then. Hello, everyone. 
It's Micah Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search The Rest is Football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Beats.